right, hello, welcome to episode 23 of Dailyish. It's Tuesday, June 10th, 2014. 13 degrees outside here in Saskatoon. But once again, this is not a weather podcast. Uh, this episode of Dailyish is brought to you by Campaign Monitor. Campaign Monitor makes sending email a beautiful, fun experience. You can send an email campaign in a jiffy. I think that's a Canadian phrase, I don't know. They have a template design, template builder, responsive email templates. You can get it set up and ready in 60 seconds or less if you're even quicker. With their newly released iOS app, you can monitor your account right from your phone. So go to campaignmonitor.com and get started today. Thanks to Campaign Monitor for supporting Good Stuff and Dailyish. This episode you can find on the website at goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 23. And since it's Tuesday, as I mentioned in the last episode, I still don't have a good name for it, but Tuesdays, Thursdays, maybe we'll do, or I'm going to start doing a little bit of uh, link tech talk building news, little stuffy and <laughs> good stuff. And uh, I brought along a friend, former co-host of another podcast that's since gone to the great podcast graveyard in the sky, Blaine Cordy. Welcome to the show. Hi. You're the first. Happy to be here. First guest on Dailyish. Maybe the last. We'll see. <laughs> see how it goes. <laughs> Haven't you booked somebody for Thursday? Uh, tentatively. No, next week. So oh. next week. Oh. So. We'll uh, we'll see. You're, well, you're the guinea pig. Sweet. So we're just gonna what we're gonna do <laughs> the rundown. I have some links. You have some stuff. We'll run down a few things and uh, chat about them briefly and uh, kind of stuff that's going on in our world that we find interesting that maybe you, the listener, would find interesting as well. And like I said, you can visit the site goodstuff.fm/slash/dailyish/slash/twenty-three to find the links we're talking about. First one, I'll just get out of the way right away that I know is not of any interest to Blaine. Uh, if you're a Minecraft nerd or a parent with Minecraft kids, kids who are into Minecraft, um, and they play it on the PC or Mac, not not Xbox or iPad or whatever those versions are, there's a, a someone, uh, a Twitter friend pointed out to me this insanely huge and getting bigger as we, probably by the day, Minecraft mod that's uh, Lord of the Rings Minecraft mod. And so I'll just throw a link to it. it I hadn't come across it before. It's fairly intense, as you might expect a Lord of the Rings-based f- fan thing to be. It's not just, you know, your Minecraft Steve guy has a uh, elvish ears or something. Like, this is intense. The uh, The actual world is is to scale, apparently. So getting from mm. the Shire to Gondor or wherever. I, I'm not up in my Middle Earth uh, geography. But uh, will take you a long time. And so... Uh, it's yeah just looking through some of the pictures and like they're going into you know they don't have just one orc they have all the different types of orcs and things in the game so uh yeah if you're you know who you are if that is interesting to you <laughs> this would be a very uh big interest to you so um if i liked minecraft i would like this <laughs> have you ever played minecraft However, uh no i've kind of i don't know it's kind of like world of warcraft to me i and I know they're not the same. Um, <laughs> if I start getting into that kind of stuff, uh, it's going to consume my life, and I have enough of those things. Yeah, that's how that's, definitely World of Warcraft is my for fear. Me. I like what I like about Minecraft. This isn't the Minecraft podcast, but we. <laughs> what I like about Minecraft with my son. Do you have one of those? Not yet. We're talking about it. Yeah. Um, is that it's easy to go in and out. There's no like end goal that you have to like keep pushing towards. Right. Uh, and so it is a little different that way, but yeah, it, it definitely doesn't ever end either. There's so, yeah. Next couple items, uh, both related to Instagram. We'll cover both of these quickly. And, uh, 
The first one is, I guess, the good. They uh, they released version six. I don't know if you've downloaded it yet. Um, they uh, basically added some photo manipulation, editing, creative mm-hmm. tools, saturation. I haven't shopping. used it, but yeah, and I I was skeptical it's at only first. Only going to get better. Yeah, I was skeptical at first that it would be just kind of like hokey, but actually, it's uh, you can dive into some pretty deep controls, I guess, and and uh, adjust settings for. Yeah, like I said, saturation, sharpening, and whatever, highlighting, shadows, um, that kind of stuff that do make you know, especially as your phone gets. I mean, like the 5s camera is ins- insanely good camera, mm-hmm. and so it makes sense to have that kind of stuff built in rather than um, you know. It's depressing out. because it makes me leave my SLR at home that I spent way too much money. <laughs> yeah, I know. In hindsight, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I, I don't know, half of the fun of of taking photos with my SLR is, is a getting the shot in person and then B turning that into the, the cool shot that I see online or, you know, playing with them in that sense. So, I mean, the further we go down that rabbit hole in terms of direct manipulation and not predefined filters, the better. Yeah. And that's only going to get better in iOS 8. Yeah, exactly. As they add extensions to other, so you could, and I think you can get deep into uh, exposure in the APIs, and you know, oh yeah, actual you know camera things that the that the phone's assuming right now and deciding on its own. Um, right. So you could dial it like it's kind of like right now it's a software thing where you're it's not like you're actually adjusting what the camera is doing. You're kind of right. faking it if you're tapping the exposure you're you're taking the photo and then manipulating it after yeah and if you just like a point and shoot does and if you get exposure control at least you're at least you're getting closer to the manual side of things that you wouldn't want to use all the time but you can and you know you can i don't know there's lots of times where you know it's dark scene i want to take a picture of outside but there's something or inside but there's something bright window in the corner and my phone's focusing on that and I for the life of me can't make it ignore that part and I, I just want to blow out that corner and I can't yeah I don't know I, I think it's going to be really good as we get better yeah and one little feature I think this is, this is becoming like an iOS and maybe Android standard too but we're on a many photo man- manipulation apps I know iPhoto for iPhone had this um where basically once you apply some effects, you tap on your photo just to preview the before and after. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of a neat way to see because often you sort of get lost in the editing stuff and you forget what it actually maybe looked like originally and whether you've actually made it money changes and stuff. So um, related or unrelated, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, Related-ish. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> Instagram also announced plans, which we've heard about before, but this is kind of like, okay, now this official uh, incorporate ads into its photo feed later later this year in quotations uh, to subscribers in the UK, Canada, and Australia. So I don't know if this is already in the States. This, I don't know. Here's my question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about Facebook ads as it's in the news feed right now, as it stands? I find them annoying and not okay. really that applicable to what... Here's what I find. I guess it's getting better, but ads in general, it feels like it's becoming almost so. Uh, like you do, I do a Google search for uh, a small uh, orange uh, web hosting company, right? And that's just one reason why I used I, them ages ago. Yeah, they they seem really good. I've heard about them. So here's an ad for them. <laughs> like like literally, 
eight years ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a long time ago. Anyways, that's tough. Uh, link will be in the show notes because I have an affiliate link to them. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you do a Google search for them. And uh, and then all of a sudden, now that's all I see on Facebook and everywhere else on the web too is like little, a small orange web links. Or like when Good Stuff was selling the yeah. t-shirts. Like I kind of like, all of a sudden on some random website, I see an ad for our t-shirt on this website, right? And like, it's just targeted to me because I looked at, uh, what's the, the company, the shirt company? Anyways, and uh, so then you see it everywhere. And so I kind of like, it almost becomes too much where you're just like, okay, I get it. You're you're targeting me and now I'm going to tune you out even more. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. I totally agree. And I switched to DuckDuckGo for a few weeks just to try and get away from that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I just couldn't keep up with it. the search results sucked but um or weren't I, th- I think it was more just when i searched for programming things i couldn't get exactly where i wanted to as oh fast. yeah, yeah. And it, but um yeah that following that tiny topic following you around for three weeks is really annoying but i don't know if that's as much facebook as it is google right so getting back to what you're saying so facebook ads in the feed this ads in the instagram feed then what are you implying or well i guess for me those newsfeed ads really sucked at the beginning um and then maybe as it got more popular or advertisers kind of came on or or what i don't know what it was but i feel like they're not as bad now and maybe it's just that i'm getting used to it and i'm not saying they're good by any stretch but i don't I don't sigh in my head every time I see one, you know, like it doesn't stand out to me. I don't, I don't load them. Yeah. So, and Instagram's, maybe this is also just me recently, but I've been spending more time on it and I don't know, I really see the power of Instagram and uh, it's lightweight. It's this, yeah, it's another social network, but it's almost, I guess this was predicted many times, but it's the, another twitter it's lightweight i can just follow who i want i can like things as as i go i can toss a picture up um and as a potential advertiser i really like that (laughs) right because you you could throw your stuff in that feed yeah yeah and i i think the engagement of that ad would be way higher than even facebook yeah, from the business captive. side. I, and it's all mobile. Yeah, I totally would. I it, It's appealing, cause especially because, you know, you look at your Instagram feed and it's like you see a photo and that's all you see. You're not seeing your photo in the sidebar and the whatever. And, you know, like when you're looking on the website, uh, on, on, the, on a website. And so here it's like your ad, whatever it happens to be, some creative photo that you have with a copy along the bottom, presumably, or whatever, um, you know, will be the only thing they basically see. Uh, as they swipe, yeah, or at scroll least past. half of what they see. Yeah, yeah. So it's just uh, in that we've, I know, many podcasts and blog posts and whatever have wrung their hands over this. It just yeah. feels like the whole making money off advertising idea is good and or is understandable, but like they they've ne- still never made any effort to try and just charge for anything, you know. And that whole idea of the fear of charging yeah. for something to make some money, like. That's a tough one. But like, uh, that's a whole different topic. But yeah. <laughs> I, it's tough to charge for. What do you charge for Facebook? 
Like, yeah. Well, on Instagram, you could charge filters and you know pro features, yeah. let's say. But I know it doesn't scale. It doesn't make enough yeah. money that advertising it, it, would. So, it's yeah. got to be worth more for for this to ever stop. Something like that has got to be worth more than an ad. Yeah. Like it's got to be. You know what's a what's an ad? What what am I worth for two weeks of an ad? What is that charge? Maybe it's five cents. Maybe it's a dollar. Yeah. You know, every two weeks, I, you know, whatever you're going to pay has got to be more than that. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Try to be mm-hmm. brief-ish. <laughs> I know it's hard when you have opinions. Uh, one neat thing. I have an opinion. Uh, after this one, you can throw <laughs> I gave you rules for the show. <laughs> this is the beta. We'll, we'll say this is 23B, <laughs> the beta version of this episode. Um, you'll get your money back if you don't enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) iOS 8 uh, so iOS 8 for iPhone and iPad devices iOS devices coming out later this fall Apple announced some features and stuff at their WWDC keynote and event last week or a couple weeks ago now Um, last week and uh, one thing that kind of stuck out that was kind of random but is that they're going to (laughs) randomize randomize your Mac address of your device as it connects to various networks and which sounds like, well, it probably sounds like geek speak if you're not at all familiar with what that means. But basically you're, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like your device has an address that it uses to connect to the to a wireless access point. And you can, as a network administrator, they can lock down their network by saying only these devices with these specific addresses are allowed on this network. It's different than your phone number or your IP address and things like that. It's actually a, well, it's a hardware address to your network card or your wi-fi access device in your in your phone let's say and so what 48 bit so there's yeah i just looked it up on wikipedia so it's like 281 trillion possible mac addresses out there right so it's not like you know it's not like one number is going to follow you or it's it's not like your laptop and your phone are going to have the same one or something like that even remotely close or anything yeah yeah and what's neat to me is with this, so the, what they're proposing to do in iOS 8 is when you connect to a, presumably through software, ups, like Confusion or whatever, basically, uh, I would guess for certain networks or public networks or when it's just scanning for networks, um, basically it'll randomize that MAC address so that, because uh, what can happen is um, airports and you know public spaces where you access Wi-Fi access points, they can save your MAC address and then remember you when you come back again, right? Is that And it's not as far as I know, it's not just when you sign on to a right, it's Wi-Fi hotspot. It. It's when you're like as you walk by a business and your Wi-Fi is on and your Wi-Fi or and your phone is phone's Wi-Fi is on and your phone is actively searching for Wi-Fi networks that it knows, it pings, sends a request of some kind, just hey, who are you? Or what's your What's your Wi-Fi name? What's, you know, just gets general information from every single uh, Wi-Fi router it finds. Um, Right now, with every device out there, it's saying, okay, my MAC address is 01234567898B. It's that same number for all of them. So as you walk down the street from one end of the street to the other end, every one of those places along the way sees that same address and can say, okay, that person walked from here to there. And so take that, 
a little further, go into a big mall. And if you have 300 of those devices around or of the, the routers around the mall, now they can see the path that you took. Maybe along the way, some you paid with your phone or um, whatever. They got your name somehow. Yeah. And tied that name to your MAC address, which is entirely plausible. Uh, they could say, okay, they walked into this store, didn't buy anything, walked into this store, didn't buy anything, and then walked into your store and bought something. You know, they can do yeah. all that kind of stuff. So randomizing that that MAC address is kind of a big deal on that sense. Yeah. And so it has, there is no tracking possibility if that's gone because yeah. no, no other information is sent with those with those pings yeah short of you actually signing into a wi-fi network like actually right. saying okay i want to join this wi-fi network whether it's free or whatever and mac address i should clarify too has nothing to do with mac computers it's, yeah, it's universal like windows android devices it all stands have a MAC for address. media access control there you go it's not and I, I i don't know this like the, i haven't read this in great degree but the alternative world of android where Google kind of like seems to be obviously in favor of advertising a lot more than Apple would. They don't, Apple doesn't make money off advertising. And so they, in Google's world, it's kind of like they can, they would want this more open. They want to offer this to businesses and as a service, as a feature. And, and just like there's somewhere in the middle is where we should probably be. But like, yeah. you know, as business owners and, and marketers, you want to be able to make better use of the client information just the same way why they have like why they would follow they have cameras following people's paths through their mm -hmm. stores they can figure out where they should put stuff and all that kind of thing nothing new about that but it gets a, a little bit level yeah, of, go to any ikea to see that in action yeah totally you get a little different level of creepy though when they know your name and right. your exact shopping patterns because they could theoretically say oh chris came into the this mall on the first of the month the fifth of the month and the 12th of the month and he bought this thing this time this thing this time and you you know extrapolate it further, and pretty soon you just like now when you browse Facebook, pretty soon you could walk into the mall, and all of a sudden the kiosk ad changes to like a small orange website company or whatever. Or, or you get home and Amazon sends you the price of something that you picked up in the store. Right. Exactly. Or walked near and stopped at stopped at a computer, or you stopped to look at a TV, and somewhere along the way somebody captured that information, and now you walk up to. We go home. It knows that you stopped there for 15 seconds and you didn't stop anywhere else. That sends you TV ads. Yeah. That's so that's, that's it, a little scary. Yeah. And that's both, I know you and I both like we we live in both worlds as both the consumer but also on the marketing creation mm -hmm. business side and there's there's fun to be had with that but also it gets kind of creepy so. Yeah. The the devil's advocate of this whole change for Apple is that uh, they have eye beacons, and I I don't know if I didn't read the article, but I I, I saw something about it that um, this is could be viewed as both a PR stunt and that's the wrong way to say, it, but um, as an incentive for people to use eye beacons because that would be how Apple would allow you to be tracked. Right, and they if you had eye beacons all over the place, and which is through Bluetooth, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah that's link. Bluetooth low energy, so it's a little, it's a little better, and well, it's a lot better. Yeah, sorry, better use. Faster. Yeah, and and, and shorter, 
shorter range possibly than Wi-Fi, but also I'll throw a link Much in the short. show notes to just an explanation of, of iBeacon. But they could theoretically, yeah, then I, w- I would guess the Apple way of doing it, though, would be like we'll explicitly ask your permission to allow yeah, and advertisers to use iBeacon as opposed to this Wi-Fi method. And you Mac probably address. would have to have that app downloaded. Yeah. I don't I don't know the whole protocol there, but there at least there is a protocol, yeah. which helps. <laughs> so um let's see what do you want to any of your topics you want to grab uh, we can keep going on go your or we can do that last 20 years okay quick one lighter one oh yeah two. there's a iphone case if you're ever in an emergency where you don't have a beer or a bottle opener not necessarily just beer <laughs> uh there's a case iphone case i just thought i'd bring this to people's attention that has a beer or a bottle opener built into the case. I can't imagine this being a very comfortable case to carry in your pocket all the time. You'd probably rip, if you're anything like me, your pockets would get ripped apart because yeah. mine do as they Your keys and stuff. Yeah, with like keys and stuff. So just for that special trip, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I would never buy one. However, I have the belt that I wear every day has a bottle <laughs> opener on the back. <laughs> and I know lots of people with sandals with bottle openers on the bottom of them. <laughs> Very useful thing to have with you at all possible times. I wonder if that is that a Canadian thing. Do you think? Well, I, I don't think so. I, th- I know there's non Canadian. I know listen, my belt, so. and I know the sandals brand that I'm thinking of. Um, they're American brands. Okay. So I don't think so. <laughs> if you're in the middle of a snowstorm, at least yeah. have your bottle opener. <laughs> the other thing is, how many people drink bottles that need an opener? Yeah, it's definitely. I do because I drink nerd craft beer, but <laughs> normal people don't. Yeah, it's definitely less than what it used to be. That's for sure. So, there you go. Just for your attention, in case you're one of those folks who's desperate needs one. It comes in handy, let me tell you. And it is very creepy pulling off your belt <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> open some beer, especially around family. Yeah, or a stranger in the bar, like. Yeah, that too. If you're meeting your special what lady friend you there. Last one I had was the uh, over on boingboing.net. Uh, spy sh- now that I've seen this, I, I feel like I saw an article debunking this, so maybe I'm... But uh, Star Wars se- Episode Seven is being filmed, as we know. J.J. Abrams is directing it. Spy shots of the Millennium Falcon and possibly an X-Wing being built. Uh, I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode of this, where I guess the only episode of this type of link show, where J.J. Uh, Abrams seems to be using real-world stuff as opposed to just CG-based things and this seems to be another confirmation of which is that. awesome yeah because it's yeah as much as it's acting is, as is the actors are good and getting used to the green screen and all that kind of stuff there's still got to be just so much easier to act with a physical thing that you get to yeah, run and around I, in. and it's more natural and I, yeah i totally for it the i don't know what what building materials were like in the 70s in terms of like trussing and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to like look at these pictures to see if there's anything that says that they're new or old. Oh, like that X-Wing using... looks weird, first of all. Yeah. And maybe that's just because I haven't watched the movies in a couple of years. But that X-Wing does look different. And the, yeah, you, know, you sort of wonder how much... Did they use injection mold? Or that's not injection mold. That's probably fiberglass mold. But did they use that in the 70s? I don't know. Yeah. You weren't even box, born in the 70s. That box looks like it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, that box looks like it has some weird shipping label that could be a barcode on it. 
Yeah, if there's anything, I Star, got nothing. Star Wars nerds will have dissected this by now, I'm sure, and yeah. critiqued. Yeah, it, I should but. have just read the comments. Guaranteed, yeah. there's something in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I have. Uh, you want to pick? We got. To, well, we're at 25 minutes. 24 minutes already. <laughs> I know it always takes up more time than you think, but um, maybe pick one of your things for for this sure. week. Um, let's do the NSA and Ed Snowden thing. Yeah. So everybody knows the story. Um, a spy reveals a whole bunch of secrets, private secrets, government secrets that the NSA is taking, tracking your phone calls and text messages and emails. Uh, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I think it's bad. What do you think? <laughs> That's a good quick summary. I think uh, I think it's been played out enough that most people will know. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. Not the story. I just mean, I think that, uh, well, yeah, it's a whole crazy ball of, there's obviously information that came out that is good to know or is uh, scary to know what's going on. And I'm glad that we know what we know now, but... By the same token, I don't think that necessarily makes it right what he did. And he should be not like, try, I don't think he should be tried as a traitor or any of those kinds of things. But I feel like there's, there has to be some sort of consequences for revealing, you know, I, and I don't know the, I don't know the story well enough to know whether he tried to get information out to parties that would help, you know, like sort of like in a movie where whatever i'm trying to remember like there's that will smith 24 have you ever watched no i haven't (laughs) that's as close of a of an analogy as i can think of but yeah somebody who's like okay i'm gonna try my boss and i'm gonna try the boss's boss and i'm gonna try the vice president i'm gonna try the president or whatever you know and then and nobody believes him and then finally he has to like okay i'm gonna release this to the press and then whatever you know etc and so and maybe that is exactly what happened or but it's and it like it's a complicated you had mentioned Al Gore was chatting or tweet, tweeting about it or something. Or yeah, and I was. Uh, that's what made me think of this today specifically, um, because he said, uh, "I could probably find the tweets," but he said something along the lines of, um, "What he did was was a good thing." And as far as I know, that's that's the first politician, former politician that I've seen that said it was a good thing or that was near the White House. Yeah, Gore, I'll just one article I found yeah. from the hill.com. Gore's comments are a sharp rebuke to other top government intelligence figures who have said that Snowden's leaks have had a drastic effect on the ability of the United States to defend itself from terrorists and foreign enemies. So, Al Gore says Snowden revealed, revealed uh, far bigger violations than the one he committed. Yeah. And it's... it's Which uh, is... Different than anything I've heard. Yeah. He's, Al Gore kind of operates in this, must be in this kind of different world from other politicians where he doesn't really <laughs> have to yeah. worry about a, appeasing people. He doesn't, you know, his wife isn't a senator like Clinton yeah. or whatever. And <laughs> there's not, he's just doing his own thing now. And he was only, he was a vice president. So he wasn't the president. And yeah, kind of vice presidents, I think, can get away with a lot more than the presidents can after post presidency. So, but. Now, what do you think? Canada has <laughs> in a similar like as far as what are they doing or yeah they've got to have something like I'm not saying that they're listening to every phone call but 
Yeah, and it's, I mean... CSIS, is that the yeah, CSIS is Canadian the spy agency? Canadian Service... Security Intelligence Service is the Canadian... Ah. And, I mean, the joke would be that everything Canada has military-wise or, or intelligence-wise is going to be, you know, some... Just like our submarines yeah. always fall or helicopters or whatever, you know, like our yeah. <laughs> comparison to the Americans. They but, build new ones. We buy the used ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get their... Guys, the people who couldn't hack it in the FBI come and work. I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> listening probably right now. And I, I gets messy with the web too, where like there's one thing, it's phone calls are one thing, but with the web where so much of our data and traffic is routed through the States anyways, whether we want yeah. to or not, like this call, I'm sure like on Skype is sure. hitting some US data center somewhere, uh, if not some other foreign country that they have even less rules about it. And uh, there's no reason to think that it couldn't be. I mean, we're also. I'm also recording this in case you weren't aware. <laughs> People will what? listen to this conversation afterwards. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think I've never Canada, been on a podcast before. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I think in Canada, it's going to be less, but still uh, definitely goes on. But I would guess it's probably more targeted than just like taking. I I would guess we don't have the resources to just be capturing reams and reams of data. You know, in the same scale yeah. that the NSA would be. But yeah, I don't know. It, Something tells me that they got to be doing something. They got to be doing something. <laughs> so then, do you hope for a, for a Snowden like character to 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 reveal some of this stuff? I would hope that our government isn't doing as bad of stuff as they are. Right. So as that's long as we're what, not as but bad, that's my hope. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I think is true. But <laughs> all right. Well, if you're out there from CSIS and you have an opinion, you can uh, email me and honestly. <laughs> Chris at goodstuff.fm or if you have thoughts about this show if you have thoughts about whether Blaine should, should come back I don't know we'll, oh. we'll see just <laughs> uh, <Jesus>, yourself <laughs> I'm this, kidding this is the uh, American Idol of, of podcasting vote him off yeah. or survivor I guess vote him off the island explain uh, two 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 <laughs> uh, yeah I wonder if we, don't do that <laughs> get charged somebody uh yeah, this is like I said, this is episode twenty three of Dailyish Good Stuff FM slash dailyish slash twenty three. You can find Blaine on the web at B Cordy on Twitters and everything from there. I'm I Chris on Twitters. And uh good stuff underscore FM on Twitter. Uh what else was I gonna say? Thank you to Campaign Monitor for sponsoring this episode. I will be back possibly on Thursday, but definitely next week with a, another co host who has wanted to step in and try doing some tech talk and if you have a suggestion for a better name i'd love to hear it chris at goodstuff.fm or good stuff or i chris on twitter like i said thanks for listening have a great day